Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. your host, Yaya Diamond, and I am on location right now in Fort Charlotte, Florida, sitting at the movie theater because I was in the movies, and I was watching the movie with my daughter, and I told her, I said, I gotta do the radio show at 8 o'clock, so I'm sitting in the lobby. It's kind of quiet right now, but, you know, it, it, the show must go on, guys. The show must go on, so finding your niche. What does it mean to find your niche? It's a lot of different things that go into finding your niche. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in. You're listening on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Port, Florida, as well as Romilly Radio in New York City and all of the Team Chasers Radio TV networks. Um, I have my guest on today that's going to help me, and it's also going to help you to find your niche. I mean, we all have to go through these things where we have so many wonderful areas that we can be so good at. But what is it really that we need to be doing? That's the whole thing. And I have my interview today with David, who founded Jade Recovery and Recovery Center, aimed at your your younger generation, and whose mission is to take stigma away from the recovery and make sobriety cool. And I like that, because sobriety is cool. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you so much for calling in. Hi, yes. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. So tell me exactly what does that mean, making sobriety cool, and how did you find that? How how did you know that was your niche? Um, I think that, uh, as you had indicated, there is quite the stigma, and not only um, substance use, but mental health as well. And outside of any other universal experiences we have, I think all of us can relate to ourselves or a loved one or family member who has some type of substance use or mental health issue, and most of us are not really receptive to accessing the all the different types of care out there because we're afraid that it might perceive us as weak or that we can't handle things on our own or that we're not stable. And I think really seeing recovery as this existential journey that we all go on and it helps us find ourselves in the root of who we are is kind of cool. I mean, the you know, in the psychology world, there's this concept of Maslow's hierarchy of need. So on the basic level, there's, you know, safety, security, food, shelter, water. And at the very tip of the pyramid is this idea of self-actualization, that as we go through mm-hmm. our life, you know, by the end, when we're hopefully old and gray and we've lived our, our life to the fullest, we can really look back and see what our legacy was, what our purpose was, how we related to ourselves and related to the world around us. And I think that sense of meaning is so fulfilling that, it, you know, it, it's cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. And I, like I said, I was early on, I'm on location, so I'm sorry for the noise in the background. No worries. But, you know, it's like, it's like okay, so going into sobriety or is, you know, being, being that you have found where you belong, what made you, I mean, why? Why this area? Why why society? Why making it cool? Why why this area? Um, for myself personally or for myself professionally? Both. I mean because Okay, you know, all right, yeah, no, they know, definitely go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean 
I think yeah. from a, a professional standpoint, I've always been very drawn to the helping field. And even prior going into psychology, I actually wanted to be an artist. So um, I think mm-hmm. this plays into what you're talking about today is finding your niche, because I think we all have a, a multitude of interests and things that we're drawn to, but it's really navigating around how you can get the best balance and and all of those things and deciding what's going to be my, you know, personal hobbies and experiences and what's going to be my professional, um, you know, experiences and and things of that nature. So I think for me, um, you know, I came up from a, you know, a very rough upbringing. I grew up in Queens. Um, My parents, um, neither one were college graduates. Um, obviously, there aren't great school systems in, in inner city New York City. Um, and there is an interesting moment in my life where we ended up having to kind of pick up shop and move to upstate New York. So I went from this very oh, wow. urban environment to pretty much like there are more cows than people around me. <laughs> and I think um, and this, again, plays into what you're saying, really picking yourself up out of experiences and dropping yourself into completely completely brand new novel situations really allow you to see yourself in new ways, even if you're doing it kicking and screaming the whole time. Uh, I know for myself the idea of moving and that transition was excruciating for me, but it really helped me see life in a different way, even at a very young age. And I think that allowed me to kind of hit the ground running really being open-minded to options and opportunity. Um, And I think there's a parallel process in that in the mental health and, and addiction space where, you know, people have had their struggles, people have had trauma, all of these other types of variables that really um, cause them to get stuck in a rut. Um, And really what separates individuals who actually go to treatment from everyday people is just, how much it's affected you and your ability to function on an everyday level. And there's also an assumption that when you have gone to treatment that all of your issues kind of magically go away. And that's not necessarily the case. It's, it's what you do with it once you start addressing it. I like the, you know, the analogy that we all have our ball and chains and we can you know, drag them through the sand and never look at them and they just trail behind us, or we can pick them up and carry them. It's still with you. It never goes away. It's just what you do with what you've got. I agree. Definitely, definitely. Great analogy. Now, you know, when you think about it, now that you are you know, older, you have your experience, you look at your younger self, would you have ever thought that you would be where you are today? Um, Actually, absolutely not. No, no. (laughs) Um, I have been uh, very (laughs) blessed to have the opportunity to not only, you know, work on myself and grow, um, but really give a multitude of people the opportunity to find themselves and look at themselves in a different way. And that's so gratifying. As a clinician, I've worked at almost every level of care you can think of from maximum security prisons with um, murderers and and serial killers, people waiting to stand trial because they're so mentally ill and they just did not have the capacity to understand what they were doing, all the way to just traditional outpatient treatment with people struggling with depression and anxiety and family and relationship types of issues. So Mm -hmm. I've had the honor to really see people grow. And I think for me, um, outside of the hard work that it, it takes to get there to be able to be that um, platform for someone. Um, I've never thought that I've been would have been given the opportunity to help people the way that I am right now, and it's very gratifying. 
Wow. Well, now tell me about Jade Recovery. What is Jade Recovery? Okay. Um, so Jade Recovery is a dual diagnosis substance abuse and mental health treatment facility located in the Denver, Colorado area. Um, we offer integrative services for both mental health and substance abuse that are based in medical models of care and really utilize the most um, state-of-the-art um, innovative treatment out there on the market. There's a huge contrast in the, the treatment world right now with facilities who are using the more old-school traditional models of care um, and then other treatment facilities that kind of go rogue and aren't regulated by the states or the, the federal government. So there's been a lot of clinical reform going on right now. So the premise of Jade is twofold. One is to really give people, no matter their age, gender, socioeconomic status, the accessibility to the best care that they possibly can, whether you have mm-hmm. Medicaid or whether you um, come from a very wealthy family and are able to afford any type of care. Um, We also, on the second end of things, are really looking to, on a macro national platform, to really talk about what mental health and addiction looks like, have people feel brave to tell their stories, to destigmatize what mental health and addiction feel like, not just for themselves, but from their loved ones and who they interact with, to get our world talking more about the things that are going on behind closed doors that we are afraid to discuss or feel shameful about due to judgment. Wow. Now, who can attend? I mean, would it be like a regular person who's just going through some ups and downs? Or, I mean, what, 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 what constitutes admittance or, or, you know, help from, from yeah, the, yeah, very much so. Yeah, we, we like to uh, keep the type of clientele that we work with open-ended because obviously there's a spectrum, and even an individual struggling with depression may experience that mm-hmm. parabola effect of severity mm-hmm. of their symptoms. So um, from a specific demographic standpoint, we being in the Denver area, we're really looking to target um, specific minority groups of individuals who often mm-hmm. slip through the cracks of our healthcare systems, whether it be because they mm-hmm. don't have access to health insurance or there just isn't oh, wow. evidence-based programming that supports them. One particular group mm-hmm. is the LGBTQ community. Um, mm-hmm. We're really, really passionate about supporting that group as that, that demographic has increased risk of mental health, substance abuse, trauma-related disorders, yeah family and relational problems, and just overarchingly the experience of being a minority in a world right now where um, it's a lot more socially acceptable to be racist or, or prejudiced against particular groups. So we've developed a... Um, yeah, we, and that's a whole other conversation. I know. <laughs> so we, we've I know. really developed... Uh, we've developed a minority stress model platform where the individuals coming to care can really... Um, work within one another and an inclusive and informative platform to ensure that Mm -hmm. they're getting the best needs. We also have a a veteran and first responders program and Mm -hmm. uh, more important, or not more importantly, but um, due to some of the crises going on in Denver, we have um, an amazing adolescent program. Denver has one of the highest rates of suicide um, within the adolescent community. And as we know, I think since 1999, they've had seven school shootings, um, one recently within, I think, four months ago. Um, So we're really looking to target 
that particular group and help children and their families um, address the underlying variables that continue to create an epidemic in that area. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I, I appreciate what you're doing. You know, not a lot of people will go ahead and put their lives on the line and put their lives on hold to help other people like you've done. You know, where can people reach you? How can they reach you? Can they reach out to you? Do you do phone? What if they're like in California or they're somewhere far away? Do you do any services like that? Yeah, I mean, current, yeah, even though we're located in Denver right now, within the next three years, we're hoping to launch 20 locations, which sounds mm. very aggressive, but it allows us the opportunity um, to understand and target the, the particular individuals, as I said, who are struggling the most and, and set up shop, I guess, where they're needed the most. But other than that, they can go to www.jaderecovery.com. There you can contact our admissions line. We always have a therapist on call to help someone who's really struggling right now and not only help them reach our service, but help them find services in their area if they're not able to access care with us to um, give a warm handoff or bridge the gap. That's awesome. Awesome. You guys heard that, jaderecovery.com. We'll have that information on the website by tonight. I want to thank you so much, David, for being on the show. Let me ask you, if you had any advice to someone, what would that advice be? Um, that's a good and big question. I think the biggest advice I would give someone is to always keep trying that there's an illusion in our world uh, that, you know, or with instant gratification that if you try it once and if it doesn't happen and just give up and move on to something else. But I think the things are the most important to us in our lives are the things worth fighting for and that we'll have to work the hardest at. So no matter if it's mental health, substance use, or any type of professional or personal goal, just don't give up and keep trying. Definitely. definitely. David, thank you so much for everything that I tell you. JadeRecovery.com, guys, JadeRecovery.com, and this is David. You know, it, it's it's finding your niche, but, I mean, in the midst of finding your niche, you know, there are some things that we got to deal with personally, on a personal level, and mm-hmm. don't be ashamed. If, if it's something that you have to do, hey, reach out. JadeRecovery.com will help you, and if they're not in your area, obviously, they will find someone to help you. Um, David, thank you again so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank and you. My pleasure. You I really appreciate it. Oh, you have brought such a joy to my heart to know that there are still people out there that care. Yes, yes, very much so. And it, uh, I thank you again for giving me the platform to reach out to everyone, and I love what you're doing and the topics that you discuss. Those are the conversations we should be having. Definitely. I always tell people, look, you know, I don't want to talk about the negative. I only want to talk about the positive. If you don't have anything positive to say, go down the block. See ya. Yes, Bye. exactly. <laughs> yes. Find someone else. Yep, that's it. I'm sure there's somebody out there that wants to listen. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but it won't be me. So. David, thank you again so much for being on the show. And you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, you've been listening to me and David from jaderecovery.com. And, again, if you need any assistance with anything in that area or if you don't know what we're talking about, go ahead and go back to the beginning of the interview. It's a wonderful interview. And you can reach David at jaderecovery.com. We'll have that information there for you. And until next time, David and I, we're here for you. Hey, we are on your side. Thank you again, David. Take care. Thank you. Good night, guys. Bye. Thank you.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 